Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had, and she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first, and she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work, which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, the Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and Imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the word, pray the word, study the word, proclaim the word, and live the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. The paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I told you. John fourteen twenty six. Let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father, I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Amen. The fire that came upon the disciples and God, God's mother at Pentecost, the tongues of fire that came down on them, was the fire of God's great love for them, and that is what they would proclaim and speak about. It was God's love for me that got me through the accident I was recently in. Thank you, Lord. Our application from last week's lesson was to listen to those around you and see who is in deep need of spiritual healing. Take time each day to present this person to the Lord. And in Jesus' name, and through the power of his Holy Spirit, 
seek healing for that person. Jesus's authority will reach through you and bring a healing physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Stay in the Father's will by being obedient to Jesus's command to love one another as I love you, John 15, 12. The Lord put it on my heart to pray for the man who hit me in the automobile accident. I remember looking at him and thinking about him at the time. I do not know where he is emotionally or spiritually. I cannot help to think of how much God loves him. And I have been presenting him to the Lord and praying for his healing all week. This coming Sunday is the fifth Sunday of ordinary time. The gospel is Mark 1, 29 to 39. For those who would like to do the complete lesson, the first reading is from the book of Job, the second reading is from 1 Corinthians 9, and the psalm is from 1, uh, 147. For those who love the psalms or would like to get a deeper insight into the Sunday psalm, go to Barry Lamont, celebrate the psalms. The man who is writing it is one who was in our Bread of Life Catholic Bible study years ago. It is so powerful doing the whole lesson at home on your own and developing a deep personal relationship with God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit through the scriptures. This week's gospel is Mark 1, 29 to 39. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. On leaving the synagogue, Jesus entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John, Simon's mother-in-law. Simon's mother-in-law lay sick with a fever. They immediately told him about her. He approached, grasped her hand, and helped her up. Then the fever left her, and she waited on them. When it was evening after sunset, they brought to him all who were ill or possessed by demons. The whole town was gathered at the door. He cured many who were sick with various diseases, and he drove out many demons, not permitting them to speak because they knew him. Rising very early before dawn, he left and went off to a deserted place where he prayed. Simon and those who were with him pursued him and on finding him said, everyone is looking for you. He told them, let us go on to the nearby villages that I may preach there also. For this purpose have I come. So he went into their synagogues, preaching and driving out demons throughout the whole of Galilee the gospel of the Lord. We'll go right into the questions. As Jesus left the synagogue, where did he go and who was with him? Mark 1, 29. He entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Who was sick with a fever? Simon's mother-in-law. And what did they do immediately? They told him about her. When Jesus approached her, what did he grasp? her hand, 
And what did he help her to do? Get up. What happened to her? The fever left her. And what did she do? She waited on them. Mark 1, 31. That's the response to healing. What did Jesus instruct his disciples to do in regard to the sick? Matthew 10, 8 says, cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, drive out demons. Without cost you have received, without cost you are to give. When it was evening, whom did they bring to Jesus? Mark 1, 32, all who were ill are possessed by demons. Who was at the door? The whole town. And whom did he cure? Many who were sick of various diseases. What did he drive out of many? Demons. And what did he not permit them to do? Speak because they knew him. Mark 1, 33 to 34. How did Jesus expel the spirits? By a word. Whom did he cure? Many who were possessed by demons. And what did this fulfill? That he took away our infirmities and bore our diseases. Praise you, thank you, Lord. Matthew 8, 16 to 17 says, when it was evening, they brought him many who were possessed by demons and he drove out the spirits by a word and cured all the sick to fulfill what had been said by the prophet Isaiah. He took away our infirmities and bore our diseases. When did Jesus rise? Very early before dawn. Where did he go? To a deserted place. And what did he do? Prayed. Mark 1, 35. What happened after Jesus was baptized and he was praying? Luke 3, 21 and 22 says, after all the people had been baptized and Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. What were different occasions when Jesus went off to pray? Matthew 14, 1 to 23. I suggest you take time and read that um, whole thing, Matthew 14, 1 to 23. I just pulled out what the Lord gave me and things that I saw, but you may get a lot more from it by reading it yourself. So when he heard the death of the, the different occasions, when he heard the of the death of John the Baptist at the feeding of the 5,000 after he dismissed the crowds. He went up on the mountain by himself to pray. At Gethsemane, the agony in the garden, Matthew 26, 36 says, then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. Matthew 26, 39 says, he advanced a little and fell prostrate in prayer, saying, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. I know for me personally, the early morning hours 
a best for me to hear the voice of God. I love those early hours. It's so quiet. I also hear them best when I'm alone. So in that time, I am definitely alone. Question 11. What did Simon and those who were with him do? They pursued him. And on finding him, what did they say? Everyone is looking for you. Mark 1, 36 and 37. Where did Jesus invite them to go? To the nearby villages. And for what purpose had he come? To preach. Mark 1, 38. What did Jesus do in the synagogues? So he went into their synagogues, preaching and driving out demons throughout the whole of Galilee. Mark 1, 39. Whom did Jesus cure? Matthew 4, 23 and 24 says, he went all around Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and curing every disease and illness among the people. His fame spread to all of Syria and they brought to him all who were sick with various diseases and racked with pain. Those who were possessed, lunatics and paralytics and he cured them. So Jesus is our healer. The personal question, in your life, how have you felt the healing touch of Jesus? What has been your response to his touch? And how have you allowed his Holy Spirit to touch others through you? Well, the first time I experienced the presence of God was a, as a junior in high school, having my tonsils out. And while under the anesthesia, I was in a place where God was present and felt a peace and well-being I can't even describe the feeling I had. My response to that was to remain quiet and not tell anyone because you didn't talk about things like that. I couldn't tell them I was in the presence of God. It's too scary. So I kept quiet. A time I felt the healing touch of Jesus was when I had hands laid on me. I had my eyes closed and music in the background was playing. He touched me. I saw Jesus's face and rested in the spirit. I was healed of an ulcer that day. Another time while I was depressed, I read 1 Corinthians 13, the chapter on love. I was convicted of my own, my not being loving. Turned to Jesus and he filled me with his love and his spirit, healing me of unworthy feelings. My response to his touch on me has been much gratitude and thanks for what he is doing in me. I now am allowing the Holy Spirit to work through me by telling others what he is doing in my life. I also felt the healing touch of God while reading and memorizing scripture. And I, had, I was, have been healed of compulsive eating. My response is to write it down. Take time this week to reflect on the times God has made himself known to you. You will be blessed as I have been. It's not about me, it's all about him. God loves us with an everlasting love. We are so very blessed getting to know him through his word. 
And the commentary for this week, this week is from Mark 1. Today's gospel shows us the healing power of Jesus toward someone he knew and toward a whole town of people whom he did not know. Jesus touched Peter's mother-in-law and she immediately became well and got up and began serving them. The impact of this event spread throughout the town and by sunset, the area around Peter's house was filled with the sick and demon possessed. A large crowd watched while the sick were being healed. Today, Jesus heals as vividly as ever, but somehow it seems to be downplayed in our communities. Many people are afraid to ask Jesus for a healing because they are not sure that he will heal them. The people who flocked to Peter's house were not afraid what others thought of their religious zeal. They knew that ritual and ceremony did not heal, but this incredible preacher of God did heal. Today in this world of high technology and education, there are many who seem to depend more on man's ability to solve our deep inner emotional, physical and spiritual problems. Yet the level of hunger, loneliness, disease, divorce, crime and violence seems to be as bad as it was at any time in civilization. Like Peter's mother-in-law, we need to trust in Jesus for our healing, accept it and go on in life. We see Jesus getting up long before dawn, daybreak to pray alone. He needed his quiet time every morning and so do we. Jesus' Jesus's prayer time was the cornerstone of his authority. He was in constant prayer with his father, and from him he drew his strength. From whom do you draw your strength? If it is from people, programs, or religion, you will eventually become drained. We have been blessed to have the presence of Christ in our prayer time, sacraments, worship, Eucharist, and in our church through fellowship. Jesus said that he had to go on to other places to bring his message to the sick and demon-possessed. You are called by your baptism to do the very same thing, Matthew 28, 19. You must always remember that prayer is the vital link between us and God. Jesus always took time to pray. Our application for this lesson the first reading tells us that suffering is behind virtue as well as sin. The second reading reveals that our gifts and talents come from God. We see in the gospel the importance of prayer in the life of Jesus. This week, choose someone in your family or someone you know and become their unknown special prayer partner. Be specific and obedient in your prayer time. Place this person on the throne of the Lord and watch the healing that will take place. Praise God before you re your requests for healing and praise them afterward. Then get ready to experience God's mighty power. Let's close with a prayer. 
Thank you, Jesus, for giving us the same authority that you have. We can teach, preach, heal, and deliver from evil spirits just as you did. But first, we need your healing. So we pray for your healing upon each one of us, Lord, where we need to be healed. And you know exactly where that is. Thank you for choosing us to be your children. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you. Have a good week. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.